Welcome to Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us for a while now, our desire is that by the end of our time together, you can say that you've fallen more in love with Jesus and have a greater passion for Him and His purposes in the earth. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope that you enjoy today's episode. Hey everyone, Brandon here with Jimmy. How you doing, Jimmy? Brandon, I'm doing all right. How are you? You've been traveling around lately. I have. I have been DC, been to Dallas, Houston. Yeah, doing good though. Doing There's good. A lot of great stories going on around us, uh, but a lot of stories that have uh, that have inspired us to keep going are stories from the past and stories mm-hmm. really of God moving. And I know for me, when I hear those stories, that would, that's what not only keeps me going into work ahead of me, but keeps me falling in love with Jesus and hungry for Him. Yeah. And so one of, one of my biggest desires in the podcast is really just to jump into stories together, mm-hmm. jump into the stories of, of how God has moved in the past, uh, not as a way of looking back and thinking, oh, the good old days, that's the way it was, sure. but building faith for the future, for all He yes. has to do. There's a new thing every day for us. His mercies are new. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, but hearing these stories of revival helps us right. look for the new thing that he's doing and stay in yeah. step with him. So, if you want, if, I would love to actually just start by us really jumping into where revival started for you, which was mm-hmm. when you went to college, and just start taking us through those years in college and the big things that were happening around you, big things the Holy Spirit was doing, and the big things you got to jump into. Sure. Well, you know, I often share about this incredible summer I had. Uh, I think we've done it on a previous podcast where I just started in the book of Matthew, said whatever Jesus says to do, I'm going to do it. Uh, Whatever Jesus did, I'm going to do it. And, you know, that's a pretty radical thought. For some reason in my mind, it wasn't that radical of a thought. I just thought, hey, if you're going to be a Christian, let's do it. We didn't that time you didn't use the term follower of Jesus, but that's what we were doing, just saying, all right, how do I follow Jesus? Well, whenever you do something like that, you make space for, for God and you get serious about following the Word of God, things just start happening uh, that you didn't plan. And I would say the first one for me was the peace of God. Hmm. I mean, for the first time, uh, I experienced it at salvation, but in my own day-to-day abiding in Jesus, walking, talking with Him, the, the, the peace of God, or as one kind of old uh, Bible teacher said, how do you know you're baptized in the Holy Spirit? And he wrote in big letters across, across the board, R-E-S-T. That's when good. you're at rest with God That's and with good. man and your man, you know, you know the, the Spirit of God's with you and on you. So anyway, so uh, uh, that was an incredible journey mm-hmm. that whole summer. But I get back into town... And I find my roommates, a couple of them had had significant times with Jesus mm. as well. They've been rocked by God. And uh, we, we all just had this incredible hunger. What if the Bible really is true? What if we really could live it out? And so we're sharing this one night. We all got back in town, right? I guess a couple of days before school started. And a, a friend of ours walked in and said, what are you guys doing? So we're just talking about Jesus, man, and what all he's doing. And we were all kind of, you know, we were kind of leaders on campus, and we were kind of doing several other things other than Jesus. Yeah. And so this guy came in, and he said, man, I, 
I don't know what to say. I'm just devastated by some things I did this summer, things went on in my life. And he starts just confessing sin. It was just like natural. And I just want to say that was not normal for us in those yeah. days, all right? Yeah. So this dude starts, start, and he, uh, yeah, so, so as he did, we just sensed the presence of God, mm. right? Whenever we confess sin with honesty and integrity, mm. God's presence shows up, Absolutely. right? So we lay hands on the guy, and remember by laying hands, we didn't know you were supposed to lay hands. It was just natural. Like when you're with the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and you're surrendered to Jesus, supernatural things happen naturally. Yeah. Or sometimes biblical things happen, and you find out later, oh, that's in the Bible. Mm-hmm. So we, we laid hands on this guy, prayed for him, man, God started moving. While we're praying for him, knock on the door. Another dude comes in. What are y'all doing, man? Hey, we're just here talking about Jesus, and Daryl's here crying, and... And, uh, and he said, oh, man, I, I, I need to talk to you guys. So he starts doing the same deal. Pray for him. And that night, we probably had about eight or ten guys show up. Differing levels of confession of sin. What are you guys doing? And if I remember right, you know, I think that first night we may have played a worship song or something. Uh, you know, whatever was the music of the day yeah. uh, to lead, lead us towards Jesus. B.J. Thomas. Yeah, there you go. B.J. <laughs> Thomas, the Imperials, Russ Taff. You yes. Know. So um, anyway, we, we get through this deal, and we started at about 7, and it goes till midnight. Mm-hmm. And then the next night, word got out. Man, there's something going on over at these guys' apartment. Mm. And guys would just show up almost on a nightly basis, somebody knew, and they would do one of two things. Either they'd say, man, I need this, or I'm, I need Jesus, or I'm hungering for God. Or they would say, this is weird, and they mm. would leave. And in our little circle, they began to uh, make fun of us, or kind of, you guys are taking this too serious, or kind of all that stuff. You're judging us because y'all are becoming so... Jesus oriented or whatever. Mm-hmm. So people either fully dove in <clears throat> because they saw their need or had to fully reject us because they didn't want yeah. uh, full surrendered life to Jesus. Wow. And um, so it's just a unique time. So, uh, so during those days, uh, and this went on a couple months actually, wow. for the first three weeks, it was every night. Okay. Those the first three weeks coming back from summer break? Yes, coming back from summer wow. break. And again, nobody. Acts 2, 42 through 47, life group. Nobody knew what that was, yeah. had even done it. So incredible things would start happening. Guys' hearts were being healed. People were being saved. And it was just kind of supernatural. But one of the, one of the other things is anytime we would find ourselves back at the apartment in the middle of the day, mm. we would get on our knees and pray. Mm. And again, just it was like, man, God's here. Let's just ask God what He's doing. Yeah. Again, not knowing a whole lot except we love Jesus, we love the scriptures, yeah. and his presence was real. And me and a buddy, um, we get on our knees, we start praying, and I said, I'm seeing something in my mind. And we were not fam- not familiar with yeah. that. He said, so am I. And I said, what are you seeing? And he said, I, I see a picture of Jesus. I said, so do I. And he's walking down a road, and he says, so do I. Wow. And we both had a simultaneous vision that wow. was the same. I mean, again, you got to realize these are just two guys that were kind of conservative Bible <laughs> guys that are just yeah. encountering Jesus. And the picture was Jesus walking down the middle of the road in big kind of drainage ditches on one side and mm-hmm. on the other side of the road. And our question was, God, who's right? Hmm. 
Mm. Are the Bible church people right? Are the charismatic people right? We didn't know who was really right. And there was a kind of a big division over mm. are the gifts of the Spirit for today? Is this legit? Yeah. Or, you know, all that. And it was kind of a big deal among our friends. And we didn't know. All we knew was what we were experiencing. <clears throat> and we had this simultaneous vision. And then the Spirit of God speaks to us. He said, in the past, people have fallen on the right side of the ditch and the left side of the ditch, but a new generation is coming that I've called just to follow me. Mm. And whenever you, and, and the sense was, whenever we need to know what's too far or what's the balance, look at Jesus. Mm-hmm. If Jesus did it, let's do it. So that yeah. means raise the dead, cleanse the lever, cast out demons, yeah. right? If Jesus spoke truth and lived truth, then lived truth. If Jesus was holy, then we're holy. If Jesus was yeah. loving, then we're loving. If Jesus prays for his enemies, if Jesus is persecuted, we'll be persecuted. Mm-hmm. Anything that was Jesus is is the middle road that we're looking for, yeah. if you will. We're not looking for a pet theology or uh, trying to prove something yeah. theologically. We're trying to follow a person yeah. who houses and embodies the truths of God in every way. Yeah. And um, so that was a really um, I- incredible time. So that, that was a kind yeah. of bring up yeah, a yeah. question here. The, the thing that I'm thinking about is what what caused y'all to get here besides, is there anything that you know of besides just y'all deciding we're just going to, y'all just had encounters with God on your own. Do you know of anybody praying for y'all beforehand or what? Yeah, that's, <laughs> How a, that's a great that? question. Yeah. It, you know, I... Because I'd say that was unique, but... Sure, I'm like, that, it was unique. Yeah. I don't know if it came out of nowhere, but maybe... I mean, part of it is. Yeah, I, I would say a couple of things. I remember uh, Baylor held kind of an old classic revival. Mm-hmm. So it was like five nights or something. Mm-hmm. And we were, we, were, we were hungering for something more, yeah. right? But we didn't know what it was. Mm. And the revival would be kind of like a... You know, like a conservative Baptist kind of hellfire brimstone preacher, yeah. and and uh, and I still remember uh, my buddy and I that night. It was the April before this happened, yeah. and they were praying, "God, would you move on our campus, mm. change hearts, and all that?" And um, I remember looking at Sam and saying, "Man, I, I don't know what it is that we want or need, but I know that Jesus has it. Mm. Why don't we ask Him?" Wow. We we prayed together something to the effect of, "Hey, God, show us mm-hmm. how to love you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength." And that that was that was about the the it of it, right? Yeah. And um, and I think it was a couple of things. There was more prayer going on than we know. Yeah, obviously, always. nothing happens without prayer. So yeah. some movement was going on. We were <laughs> touching the edges of yeah. it. I think the other deal was for me. Um, I had a relationship breakup before that summer mm-hmm. that I thought, hey, this is a person I could marry, you know, all these. Yeah. So pain drove me to personal uh, revival because I said, oh. hey, I got to take this pain somewhere. I've got this hunger for Jesus. Why don't we give him everything and see what happens? Wow. Um, my, um, in a couple of my other buddies' lives, it was more... Um, uh, they'd grown up in a religion, and they were just tired of it. So they were in that transition from the religion of their yeah. fathers to their own desire yeah. to find Jesus. And then, you know, like I said, when, once we all got back, I think there were the there was a, an acute awareness of our sin. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, how everybody 
else's living, kind of the the fifty fifty deal, right? Yeah. I, I love the Lord, but we yeah. just all of us just had this sense of something's not right. Mm. Maybe it's that hunger for authenticity. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, um, there, there, that there, there. In all of us, we are drawn to people that are authentic, even if they're authentically bad. Well, at least they're honest, right? Yeah. Uh, I think we all have a repugnancy for duplicity. Yeah, we just can't put our finger on it. And I, so, I think for us, it was maybe those were a few of the factors. Um, and then also, the other deal was, at least in our circles, we were all kind of prideful guys who had maybe had had a lot of strokes from the world Mm -hmm. and we really chose to be honest with each other Mm. it was and really was led by a guy that that was pretty broken who who had had a a really kind of broken past but he led out in that and we thought man he's being so open with his sin it kind of made a way for the rest of us so maybe those are a few factors um, I think it's interesting. We talk yeah. about prayer and praise a lot, even yeah. these days. We're talking about right. how they're keys. Right. I think it's really interesting. You also mentioned pain. Yeah. And right. I think I think prayer and pe- praise are great things, but sometimes there's some something about pain and even suffering yeah. that's catalytic into into revival. Even if you look throughout history, sure. if you look into, I don't know. I remember ten years ago, even in our community, we hit. A bit of a fresh wave, sure. And that was right after you came out of a real intense season. Yeah. So I'm thinking of I'm, I don't know. I'm just thinking even right now, like these the prayer and praise, but also pain sometimes drives us to absolutely. And and you know I, I will say it, it's kind of like what I call gravity issues, yeah. right? You can look throughout world history, church history, etc. Yeah. Pain is the bigger player. Than anything else, oh. there's always a story behind the story. If God is using somebody powerfully and authentically, mm. or visiting somebody, it's not just because they were a nice guy or a nice gal, or they just said, "Oh, I like something more." It was you always see a story yeah. of pain, and the interesting thing about pain, especially in the Western world for us, is that we got a lot of stuff that can cover pain. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, even if you don't go into trash, you can just watch a healthy movie, play a game, eat a nice meal, go on a vacation, mm. call a couple friends and just talk about silly stuff. And I think that, that all that has a part to play. Like, I'm not, I'm, that, that stuff's kind of neutral. Yeah. But if you, if we own pain as a friend mm. that is catapulting me into my next place in Jesus. Yeah then we will tend to take advantage of it. And I, I think even as we're talking, I'm, I'm, I'm realizing that the, the flags are out, right? Yeah, so it, 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 too. God's waving a flag <laughs> yeah. and saying, hey, this pain, don't walk around it. Yeah. Let's walk through it. Yeah. Because it is our catalyst yes. for meeting uh, with Jesus and being transformed. And And... You know, our hope is that that isn't the catalyst, right? Yeah. <laughs> Lord, anything but pain, please. <laughs> but I think the sooner we realize yeah. that it's a friend and not a foe, yeah. I think actually the quicker we get through it, yeah. but also the more in-depth it changes us. So back to, this, to the little story yeah. of that, that junior year in, in college is, so we had this deal, right? 
God moves. Uh, and then at Christmas time or right after that, Laura and I are just starting. We've been out a couple of times. We're yeah. friends. And it, it becomes apparent that, wow, she's in a cycle of anorexia and, mm-hmm. and she needs Jesus. I mean, mm-hmm. we got to figure it out. So from we, we instead of really dating, we more just became friends. Yeah. And the pain of that and the challenge of that was where um, she has this encounter with God where she sees herself as a little girl in a cage mm-hmm. and Jesus coming and bending the bars like a metal cage mm-hmm. like at a mm-hmm. uh, like a zoo or something yeah. bending the bars taking her by the hand and walking out yeah. and she gets baptized in the Holy Spirit that night mm-hmm. and uh, out of the pain of that so that night this thing happens and the way she knows that the power of God has come on her life she and her friends would would watch a soap operas every day at two, mm-hmm. after, 2 in the afternoon. They'd done it for years. She walked in with six to her stomach, thought she was going to throw up because of the, mm-hmm. the sin and the garbage related to it. And she said that was a sign and a mm-hmm. wonder that, hey, the Holy Spirit is come on me in power. Yeah. And that pain of that situation forged something in her and something in me and something in us that would prepare us for the rest of our lives mm. because we encountered God in the pain. So what, yeah. what, what traditionally happens is pain, glory of God, pain, depth of God. Mm. And we want the whole meal deal, right? Mm. We don't want just part. We want all. Yeah. So I surrender all is a big prayer, mm-hmm. but it's also an invitation. Yeah. And... Um, and I don't. I think that anybody that I have known, and I look back in my own life, is man. Those that those painful times were my greatest friends yeah. to get me to the revival of God, but the substance in me for the long haul. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, somebody was asking me the other day, uh, similar type deal. You know, revival yeah. and so on, and, and hunger, and how do you produce hunger? And I said, every time there's a space for God, mm. or you're dissatisfied with the world, mm. or pain creates a need, then God can come. Yeah. But Mother Teresa said something like this. She said, God can never fill an already full heart. Mm. God cannot fill an already full heart. Mm. So pain empties us <clears throat> of self. Um, uh, creating extra space for God instead of going after the world. Every time mm-hmm. there's a space, it gives God something to fill. And so hunger is the natural response. Yeah. Amazing. Well, there's so much more story to get into. Yeah. Uh, but that's a great I, I mean, start. Out of, that, that was a phenomenal start. And <laughs> I guess out of today, I mean, find that space to meet God, whether it's pain, whether it's dissatisfaction, yeah. or whether it's just getting with people and just making space time-wise. Yes, and, and being, being honest with God, yeah. honest with others, uh, creates a space for God to come. Amen. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. For more information, please visit jimmycybert.com and antioch.org. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.